0: why I decided to start the podcast with this but I've been I've been watching Rex Chapman's Twitter feed it's kind of hilarious he keeps on posting he keeps on doing this thing where he posts blocker charge question mark and then it's a video where someone gets taken out <laughs> for by who knows what whether it's himself or it's uh You know someone else and the question is always block or charge and it's amazing that most of these well i hope that most of these people aren't dead
1: (laughs) yeah so this of course harkens to the the difficulty of calling blocks or charges in the in the nba and uh i think i don't know how do you feel about that in the nba in general pretty nebulous rule calling
0: yeah yeah it's
1: (laughs) so this is this is his version of a satire of that which This is great satire. I love it. (laughs) In addition to just really enjoying watching a bunch of people eat it. Yeah, absolutely.
0: The lady showed me something on Twitter that was, you know, sort of funny. And then I was like, why don't you check out what I've been thinking (laughs) has been funny on Twitter lately? (laughs) So who knew that Rex Chapman would get get a plug from Fantasy Tools? All right, let's talk about what we've been sending a lot of text back and forth about <laughs> <laughs> this this week. The Aeropress coffee maker. So Aeropress made by Arobi, invented in like 2005. It's a coffee maker that resembles... It's if you took a Frisbee and tried to make it into a French press in which uh, the coffee came out of the bottom of it. <laughs>
1: Did you think about that before? That's a perfect description. It's a great amount of plastic. No,
0: I I don't think that someone has, has told me that either, though I do know a couple Frisbee people that are just all over AeroPress because it's made by the Frisbee manufacturer, Arobi.
1: So the idea is that you're supposed to get added pressure to the coffee brewing process because espresso is brewed under high pressure, regular drip coffee is just brewed under atmospheric pressure. The idea is like, well let's try and take drip coffee a little bit more towards that concentrated espresso by adding pressure. Uh-huh. And what do you think? Does it work in practice? This is your this this week was your first experience with it.
0: This week I've been testing it out a little bit. And um I haven't gotten the I mean people who like this People who like Aeropress like love Aeropress, yep. and it the positives is not a gritty cup of coffee. Nope. And then, I mean, low acid is something that I totally sort of understand. <laughs> <laughs> you know, two complaints: one have- is it makes one cup of coffee.
1: That is a big complaint. big complaint. Big complaint: one
0: cup of coffee. Number two, all this testing that I've done. I like a wicked strong cup of coffee. <laughs> and I don't think that it makes a super strong cup of coffee. It makes a very coffee cup of coffee, though.
1: That is that's very well said. I like it because on the light roast side, I think it brings out flavors that you don't get through other brew methods.
0: And this is something that I need to test out next is I have I've tested it on dark roast coffee. Uh, made the lady a uh, medium roast coffee this Ooh. morning in it um, did not try it um, will not try it, but should probably should probably try on the light roast and see if it brings out some of the flavors that that um, you know that you're you're always on about
1: yeah I am I am always on about it that 's fair today on the pod, drafts are live. We will talk about them in the first half for TGFbi and our own home league. In the second half, we'll introduce our first series of the year, which we're going to do Algorithm Club Part 2. We'll end on a discussion of Justin Upton. So here we go. It's official.
0: Apparently, February 24th was draft start day for early drafters. We've got two drafts going right now. I really don't like having two drafts going. (laughs) It's tough it's 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 tough it's like trying to read uh game of thrones and prepare for the next season of game of thrones i don't know the, it's just,
1: no it's <laughs> I, that's a good that's a good way to say that cuz the um i cuz i feel like i have a warped perception of what value is in the league that's behind so our home league you know has mm-hmm. keepers and so like my by draft board reading right now Eugenio Suarez is the best player available by ADP. If you just take straight ADP, Eugenio Suarez is the best player available. Which I um I don't know. I don't like that. <laughs> like, <and> then, <laughs> and then in the other league, you know, we're supposed to be drafting like Carlos Correa, Cody Bellinger, George Springer, and I'm like, oh man, well, like, what? This is oh, those are available. Yeah, I know.
0: You almost <laughs> you almost like see it. It's like trying to look at. That your eye like your eye slides off of them like oh he couldn't actually be available there's got to be something wrong and and you're like oh no he's available George Springer why didn't I grab George Springer I knew that he was gonna get taken
1: so I see that your team right now you know we can we can each watch each other's boards which is nice so you picked Nolan Arenado third pick overall we can argue about that merit then Charlie Blackman. Then Clayton Kershaw, then Ozzie Albie's. Now remember, this is a 15-team league, so while those would be those would be really bummer first picks in a 10-teamer, <laughs> I I like those picks a lot for a 15-team.
0: I know it's. I mean, I I really like. The only problem is I have two. Well, it's all okay. Number one, biggest problem. All of these games are going to be played after I go to bed.
1: Not the Aussie. So
0: I'm not going to watch Aussie Albies,
1: Albies, but you're right. You're never going to see Arenado, Blackman, or Kershaw.
0: Yeah. And then also a whole lot of... Holy Rockies, Batman.
1: You got some confidence there. Um, I'm three picks in right now. Jose Ramirez, Clayton Kershaw, Carlos Carrasco. And I already have a vision for my team. Like I can see my team fully constructed ahead (laughs) of me. I'm pretty excited about it. And... (laughs) If I get Josh Hader, this team is done. This, like, the yes, yes. If yeah, I know. Get, I'm, th- I'm thinking the same I thing. If I get Josh Hader at, I think he'll fall to 93rd. I think we can wait to 93rd. Because he's he's at 106 in ADP or something, 109 or something in ADP. So we can't wait till 118. Because, of course, what we should tell everybody is that we have the same picks because <laughs> we're both picking third. I so, know, it's so crazy. <laughs> so it's like a really funny, really funny test case for the two of us. But, man, if I can just nail Josh Hader, the pitching side of this team is going to look so good. I think it's, I just have to bite the bullet and get Strasburg. Okay, let's do it. Who knows what we're
0: going to do on this? This guy, this guy, you'll get somebody. You'll get somebody. Man, I don't. I don't know that I'm going to hit 250 innings pitched with my first two uh, uh starters. It's a legitimate
1: it's a legitimate question. So now now you're starting your your ace and your second pitcher are Clayton Kershaw and Steven Strasburg. It's a legitimate question. Um but if they work out, they're going to work out so well. Yes. Yeah, exactly.
0: There we go. All right, thanks. A little live, a uh, little live pick action there. This has been, this has, this has been great. Um, we've been trying to go through the different ranking systems, the other, the different um, stuff available. How have you been looking at the uh, the ADPs within TGFBI? I think that that's quick um, at Smada. I believe would be the way that you pronounce that um, has put together for a second year in a row, Google sheet with all the, um, all the draft picks kind of want to do our own because that's just the way that we do with everything. Oh, yeah. We just do our own, our do our own thing. Um, but I really want to dive down into this, the ADP because now with a couple more leagues, we've got a lot of data points here There's... to present <sighs> what the quote unquote experts um Think, including us. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I I love having this many data points. Well, the top
0: fifteen this year just feel like a lot of there are a lot of question marks after you get through Mike Trout and and Mookie Betts, and that's sort of why I went with Arenado because you've got as of now by ADP. I mean, these all the leagues have gone through these. Right now, you're looking at Mike Trout, Mookie Betts, Jose Ramirez, Max Scherzer, yeah, four. <laughs> J.D. Martinez, Trey Turner, Christian Yelich, Ronald Acuna, Nolan Leonardo, Jacob DeGrom, Chris Sale, Jose Altuve, Francisco Lindor, Alex Bregman, and then Aaron Judge. I mean, that's you've got several pitchers in there, and then you've got injury risks in Bregman, Lindor, Altuve, just because of known injuries. Yeah, the tools. And then yeah. J.D. Martinez hasn't. You know, he had a solid la- season last year. We played the whole season, but he doesn't have a history of that. I'll say
1: for the bulk of this that the, the, the tools, our projections, really don't like the first round. Conservative. Like, really do not like the first round. They're conservative. They would love to see Paul Goldschmidt, Freddie Freeman, Charlie Blackman going in the first round. I know. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of value still on the table. And they'd, they would like to see Corey Kluber go as, a, go as an earlier pitcher.
0: But this is sort of, this goes to the um, number one, pick your guys. Uh-huh. And then the number two, as you're saying, you know, you, you want to zig when others are zagging um, just because, or you want to zag when others are zigging. I guess is a more appropriate way of saying that.
1: <laughs> I agree with your sentiment here. And I just want to point out that this is a really distinct strategy for this league, for or this format, which is the roto where you're being pitted against guys in other roto leagues other leagues so yeah. it only really works if everybody can pull from if you want to win the it all. same like the same players are owned in, across multiple leagues because you know for instance i'm looking at the guy in your league who picked Jose Ramirez and Carlos Carrasco in the first two rounds and then he gets Luis Severino and Tommy Pham and i'm already worried that that team is going to be better than mine <laughs>
0: I know it's sort of it's sort of crazy he all of a sudden reached him but there's so much potential there and that's why you take a guy like Albies over George Springer because you know what George Springer is going to get yep but you
1: I mean geez Albies might might surprise us right totally agree so we are sneaking up on your a lotto pick a league of our own home league
0: takes forever
1: yeah it does take forever how how are you feeling how are you feeling going into the first pick here
0: uh it, i was really excited by like the first um the i mean the first four picks were a lot of really interesting guys and then it kind of plateaus <laughs> so uh, we'll just see if i've got my eye on three or four guys uh, i know that i'm going to have a good pick with this uh with my first pick and then which is essentially round 6 pick 10 yeah. in a 12 team I mean, we've got some... Who's? Let me see. Who's on the board?
1: Well, I said Eugenio Suarez, Lorenzo Cain, Nelson Cruz, Tommy Pham, Justin Upton, Daniel Murphy. This is if you went by ADP. Or uh, if you went by, sorry, aggregate rankings.
0: Yeah, I mean, all those guys. I mean, I'd love to have any single one of those guys on my team. (laughs) Uh, You could take... No, I've got my eye on... Oh, you got your eye I've got my eye on three players that I think... um,
1: I'm gonna I'm just gonna throw it out there. One of the Craig Kimbrell Kenley Jansen duo is somebody you're keeping your eye on. Ooh, I know you love Mike Fultinevich. He's a little far down though. Oh, Blake Trinan's yeah, still there. Oh man. Lorenzo Kane kind of fits your ma- your mold. I'll be surprised if I haven't said your guy yet. Oh, Tommy Pham is there. I, okay. All right. Well the hard heart and Tommy Pham. Yeah, no. I mean there are a lot of
0: I I as I said, you know, I can see I've got two picks in the next one. 8. I mean, so do I. I see two I I mean I see eight guys that I like.
1: Yeah. This right so, now we're at a very Eric same Rents spot, area. same spot in TGFBI <laughs> as in um <laughs> Yeah. I swore that I yeah, in in TGFBI mean, I am, you know, basically religiously following the tools rankings. But I am I'm not doing that at all in our home league. <laughs> no, you've got so many problems. Oh wow. Wow. I always like to look for thematic consistency in my teams, but these two ideas take it a little too far. You're gonna have the Reds infield. You can go to go to Yeah and you're gonna That's gonna be great. That's my team. You can do it. <laughs> It's better than my other idea, which was to make my TGFBI team a team of all Mikes. are <laughs> so good. I mean, if you're the first, Maybe next if you're the first overall pick, you can almost make it happen.
0: Mike Trout, Mike Stanton. Yeah. I, you can't do it, with Eric.
1: Let's quick kick around some discussions for Algorithm Club and start looking forward to what we want to do. Last year, let's go over what we covered. Uh, We covered five things technically as part of Algorithm Club, and then we really touched on two outside of that. So as Algorithm Club, we did simple univariate outliers, PCA, principal component analysis, random forest, time series analysis, and artificial neural nets. This was a pretty good sample. We introduced it in episode 2.23, and we recapped it in 2.28, if you're looking to hear sort of more about the applications there. We also snuck in two other tools in here where we did generic machine learning, which was good, I thought. And we also did, although it, my models were all screwed up, uh, we also did Gaussian mixture models. And I think we could revisit Gaussian mixture models. Yeah, let's revisit Gaussian mixture models. Okay. I didn't think it would take us too long to decide what we were going to do. Gaussian mixture models—that's an exciting one for us to for us to jump off on because it's going to give us a better. My vision for it is that it gives us a better estimator of the distribution of stats. That's
0: that's true, and then it, and this is a logical comparison to k-means.
1: Yes. Why
0: don't we? I also want to revisit artificial neural networks because we were terrible with them last year.
1: Well, I okay. No, we, I'm not disagreeing yeah. with you. I think that the problem was much more complicated than we expected and we didn't find the correct application for them.
0: True. Yep. And I think that the correct application, I'll tell you right now we're going to do this, <laughs> is to use artificial neural networks to... um to predict the cluster assignment of a player we can use for the next year based on three years of the la- the previous three years or four years or five years.
1: I love that idea. Um, I mean, that's obviously what we want to do. And so the, the question is what tool can we employ that, that gets us closer to that
0: artificial neural networks. That's it. it is it perfect?
1: It is Perfect. I don't disagree, but I think it's, I I just don't know how conclusive it's going to be.
0: What, uh? so what do we want to, what else do we, I think that, is there any other one of those that you want to revisit this, this year? One, pick one. To do like a really cool big
1: project. To do like a really cool big project? I mean, I would love to get, You know, another beyond. I mean, artificial neural nets really falls under the the straight machine learning um, umbrella. Mm -hmm. But I would love to test out another machine learning example in some way. I don't even. I don't even have my eye on anything yet. Okay,
0: so you would just want to say machine learning? Sure.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, my my goal is to get something running on a GPU. (laughs) <laughs> don't laugh at me I like that's, that that's the goal I think here.
0: that's that's a good goal so what do we want to what new um,
1: what new algorithm should we cover is this the year that we cover Naive Base I think we should um, just because we owe it to both ourselves to uh, get a, a better understanding so that we can you know more fully appreciate the five thirty eight podcasts mm-hmm and also, I think that we are looking for new ways to draw accurate inferences from small data sets, and Bayes is the the a good way to do that. okay, you disagree i'm in no
0: i I think that you're right. I think that it's another way to make wild assertions that are most likely incorrect.
1: Well, yes. I think what we're gonna find is that. We're gonna find that our error bars, that our inferences are good, but our error bars are massive. Oh, yeah. I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna find that the peaks are basically where we thought they would be, but the tails are gonna be incredibly long.
0: I think that. I think that's fair. Yeah. No. It's. I think that it's. It's a good place to start. Absolutely. Can are we? Can we cover like a little bit of um, fuzzy numbers when we're doing naive Bayes? Why not? Let's let's chat a little bit about fuzzy numbers.
1: We'll just, just a little
0: chatty poo. This guy. Here.
1: This guy. No, I feel I feel good about this.
0: What else should we K nearest neighbors? Sure. Has K in it.
1: I I basically I'm not opposed to learning to learning any algorithm.
0: Alright, so then you tell me what the other one that we're we'll get we'll have six in here and that means that the seventh will be uh, you know spur the moment moment thing
1: oh we're gonna you we're gonna do seven overall though i think
0: seven and we'll we'll do it like every other week or something like
1: that well i want to go i mean i do want to do something else that's like random forest but i want to do let's do decision trees because i want to get something that's getting us closer to the game theory aspect
0: (laughs) what do you what do you think of as the difference between a decision tree and an expert system
1: Oh, um, I'm not sure I know enough to to say that yet. we I can I can be open to expert systems though.
0: All right, yeah. well, it's cool. so this this year in Algorithm club, which I think we're gonna try to intersperse with some other stuff, maybe try every other week. Um, we'll revisit gaussian mixture models, machine learning with the actual algorithm for machine learning, you know, up to us at that point. Artificial neural networks, and then new ones that we're going to cover: naive Bayes, k nearest neighbors, and decision trees/slash expert systems. Well, decision trees, in parentheses, expert systems. Question. We don't
1: know enough to know yet. <laughs> I'm very excited about Algorithm Club this year.
0: Good. So am I. I think this is. I think this was a great segment last year, and I think this is going to be an opportunity to continue to set us apart from other, um, other. Analysts, fantasy analysts, as we apparently are part of.
1: That's what they keep telling us.
0: I think that about brings us to the review session. Near and dear to my heart, Justin
1: Upton. Near and dear to your heart indeed. Uh still on the board in in every draft. And so GGI, it's yeah, uh, and the dream and... the dream is alive. Uh I <laughs> like what you've laid out here. Let's talk about let's do an overview of justin upton he is uh 6'1 215 is that important to you (laughs) (laughs) he's on he's on the angels um he's playing in the outfield i they're left again you think i
0: would say so yeah okay
1: 2018 uh he got 533 at bats would like to see a couple more than that 30 home runs though great number batting average 257 it's a little rough. 80 runs, 85 RBIs, eight stolen bases.
0: Decent. Decent, not great. Not great, especially if, well, let's, yeah, let's keep going in this. Uh I don't think that you said age, right? I did
1: not. Which one of my
0: He's 31 this year, going on 32.
1: Frankly, shocking that he's only 31. <laughs>
0: I know it feels like he's been around for a while, and we've heard. I mean, he's been several different players over his career. It feels yes. like of like highly touted prospect, uh, prospect who's hitting his stride, and then um, you know, underwhelming player.
1: Underwhelming player. You know, he started as a shortstop. I did know that. I I only because we did this exercise, but I also think that he's reached the. Um, sneaky undervalued portion of his career for the past couple oh, of years. I mean, absolutely. I know that I'm preaching to the the Justin Upton choir on this one, but uh, I I think he's been undervalued, and and actually the projection systems all agree with that in terms of if you compare him to ADP, he is not a sexy option right now. But everybody would love you to pick him. I mean, he's got a nineteen a nineteen position gap between his. His aggregate ranking and his aggregate ADP as of this recording. Yeah.
0: Everybody's like, now eh, just let him drop a little further. But I mean, think about this his three year averages, you didn't go through three year averages, nope. correct? 150 games, 87 runs, 32 home runs, 94 RBI, a 259 batting average, and 10 stolen bases. I mean, that's, we have no reason at 31 to expect that that's going to just die and he's oh are you going to disagree no
1: i um i i think that once you're over 30 that the three-year averages start to mean a little bit less i put less stake in the three-year averages and more stake in the the previous year and more stake in just looking at them which is the whole point of this exercise to see if you think that what they're (laughs) doing actually jives with what you see so let me give you my first impressions on that I sure. went through the, the StatCast webpage offers um, video vignettes that are better to me than looking at just highlight videos because I could watch you know all 30 of Justin Upton's home runs last year, which I, I did because it was fun to watch. But, <laughs> but I also got to watch him whiff on a lot of pitches last year, and that was a little bit rough. Uh, the thing that I noticed about all of his home runs they're pretty much at the fence, and that worries me.
0: Yeah, I mean, understood, but yeah, understood. I think that that's 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 a fair criticism, and that's been the way, the same way it's been every single year. It feels like he could hit forty home runs if he just put a little tiny bit more effort in. Feels like he could steal twenty stolen bags if he just put
1: a little bit more but, in on the. That... Story.
0: I mean, you watch him steal a base, and you're like. He's got the natural kind of... He's a natural athlete. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. a big thing. And you can tell that he's a natural athlete who is like, I'm going to hit 150 games this year. I'm going to play 150 games this year. I am not going to go all out in a single given game. It's not like a Manny Machado running to first base problem. <laughs> but it's like, a, I know what I need to do to stay healthy Healthy for a whole year.
1: And I'm, I'm not going to I agree that. with that. And that makes it annoying to... To try and project his stolen bases because you want him to go out there and steal bases. I, you know, our rankings and my mindset on a lot of these things is very conservative. And so when I see somebody that could steal a lot of bases but doesn't and hits home runs just over the fence or warning track frequently, I just worry that there will be a fall off sometime.
0: And my counter to that would be, would be, Um, His fall-off years, so 2015 was a fall-off year, 2012 was a fall-off year. Those were um, still, I mean, that's a pretty high floor. In 2015, that's that's probably the best um, fall-off year comparison. 85, 26, 81, 251. I mean, that sounds like... <laughs> with uh with well he had 20 stolen bases. Let's just say that that was 10 stolen bases. I mean, that's <laughs> you know, that's a pretty decent player to be getting it at pick 75.
1: No, I look look, if we're talking about
0: especially given his team and if you uh, you have Mike Trout and you have Shohei Ohtani I mean if
1: you if you're talking about that's not bad. his value right now I still think he's undervalued you're not going to I'm not going to disagree Good. with you there I'm going to tell you to take him in the if you can get him with any pick in the 70s like take him instantly like don't it. think about it but my point is do I see more downside than upside to this like he's not going to exceed the seasons that we've seen from him in the past
0: right i think that the the best thing that you're gonna see is 2017 yes. yep so and that was 135 110 14 stolen bases 273
1: yeah so i don't so expect i agree that with that if that. you are if that is like fits with your upside and what you want then he's absolutely the player that you should draft there but don't pick him thinking that he's like 27 <laughs> and gonna right. steal 30 bases or something this year next week i want to make sure that you see what you missed out on we're gonna do george springer oh you made a conscious choice george springer was right there you didn't take him so uh let's see if you regret that after uh, after watching him and also i'm probably gonna take him so
0: well cool i'm excited Time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Fantasy Tools, Mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, Mind the Z. All I've got left is, worst luck to you, buddy. Worst luck to you, too.